Hi everyone, welcome back to the Game Changers podcast, a fan's perspective on rugby league. Um, today's our second recorded episode. Um, we're going to be discussing, I'll get into a bit of a season preview for the 2021 season. Uh, we're going to go through each team over the course of two episodes. Um, we're going to go with teams 5 to 12 today and then top four and bottom four in the next episode. So, Jeff, Simon, um, we're going to start with uh, the team that finished fifth in 2020, and that's Parramatta. So, Great way to start, Nick. We'll start with their, their gains and their losses, um, and then after that we'll make an evaluation on whether they'll improve um, or regress in 2021, and where you think they'll finish. Can you tell me what regress means? <laughs> Slide. Okay. Sorry, Mick. So, in 2021, Parramatta have signed Keegan Hipgrave and Bryce Cartwright from the Titans. Mm-hmm. Michael Oldfield. Uh, Nathaniel Roach coming off the back of a knee injury, multiple knee injuries from the Warriors. Tom Opacek, Isaiah Papali'i and Joey Lusick from Salford. They've lost Kane Evans, David Gower... Uh, Andrew Davey, George Jennings, Stefano Otoikamanu, Jai Field, Brad Takarangi, Daniel Alvaro, Jamin Salmon, and Penny Terrapa. Jeez, that's a lot of ins and outs, isn't it? It's a lot of ins and outs. Has David Gower gone a cricket, Mick? <laughs> He's retired. <laughs> David Gower's retired. Um, Parramatta. What do we make of them? I think... Sorry, I think Parramatta had a window to challenge for a, for a title. Um, I think that window's gone. I'll be honest. I think the inability of Mitchell Moses to, to shine in big games, I think it, it hurts him a lot. Uh, Brad Arthur, this will be his eighth season in charge. Uh, whether... Maybe they're tired of hearing the same voice, but nothing seems to change at the back end of the season with Parramatta. They they seem to go out in straight sets. I mean, in 2019, they had that massive win against the Broncos, you know, 50-odd nil. Uh, but from 2020, the Broncos, well, they win three games out of 20. So building that team is probably not that big an achievement anymore when you look back at it. I just think... Um, they're going to have to cover for the loss of Michael Jennings, who yeah, presumably will be missing for the year on that drug suspension. Uh, I just think it, it it lands with Mitchell Moses. He consistently just goes missing in big games. I mean, even in that semi-final against South, weren't they up by six? He had a simple penalty goal that would have put him in front by eight. He's hit the post. And there was just a lack of concentration South picked up the ball, raced away, and then raced away with the game. I don't see, judging by the gains and losses, I don't see where Parramatta improve. And I think I think they slide this year. You make some very valid points, Simon. Just firstly on Mitchell Moses, I, I disagree in some respects because I think Mitchell Moses has carried that team probably for the last, well, since he's been there and the pressure's been on. And if there's any club that is under pressure or that gets put under pressure, it's Parramatta. Mm. They haven't won a premiership since 86. So if there's any club 
that is demanding success or their fans demand success it's Parramatta I just think Mitchell Moses too much is too much pressure has been put on him I just think with the development of the halfback um, Dylan Brown Dylan Brown he's a super player I I think with a couple of years under his belt now a little bit of pressure will be taken off Mitchell Moses Brad Arthur eight years is a long time and I just think with para, the more you make the semis, the more times you make the semis, the more pressure he gets put under because they're there and they're thereabouts, but they keep fading. So, and we haven't spoken about any other team so far, but I think if there's one team that's going to be under pressure this year, it's probably them more so than anybody and Brad Arthur because you're right. You know, they've made the semis, they've been thereabouts, they've challenged and they've just faded away. Mm. Their ins and outs, I don't think, you know... I've, I've always said that Bryce Cartwright, in terms of ability, has got all the ability in the world. It just depends on what type of Bryce Cartwright they get. Mm. Keegan Hipgrave is, is... I think it's Hipgrave? Yeah. yeah. He's tough, he's rugged. You know, Michael Jennings, massive loss. Even at 32 or 33... No. Before he got suspended or before he was uh, stood down, he was was outstanding. Mm. So, <clears throat> pardon me. I just think I, I I agree that they'll. I think they'll be thereabouts, but I think they're more. I'm leaning towards them sliding more than improving yeah. with what they've done. Yeah. What are your thoughts, Mick? Um, I probably see them. With that, with those losses and and gains, just I just can't see any improvement. No. And I think there's been talk of Shane Flanagan, maybe Parramatta's looking at him, and they've come out and denied that and said we're fully supportive of Brad Arthur. We've heard all that. I mean, we've heard clubs deny everything before, but yeah, we know of course, that you know. Yeah. But and I do think it gets to a point where for Parramatta. It feels like they've been in this position for a while now where they're in the top four, just missing the top four. They're sort of on that cusp, but they just don't have what it takes to get to that next level. And I can't see how that changes in 2021. And I think, as I said before, the more you're on the cusp, the more pressure that you get put under. Yeah. And which means the fans and the media and whoever are going to start asking questions can... Brad Arthur or can the playing roster get him over the line mm. that's been proven as a no mm. so far so really if you're a supporter of Parramatta you would say you know what he's on his last chance yeah and I think uh, if they have a slow start to the year it's it, just going to mount it's going to mount it, it just it just every season it looks more and more like Brad Arthur isn't a, a coach capable of winning a premiership interesting I'll say it the same way um, sixth in 2020 was the Roosters. Wow. So they, Jeez, that's funny to hear you say that. <laughs> sixth, the Roosters. Yeah. So they came off the back of two premiership wins in 2018-2019. Um, bit of a regression in 2021. There's that word again, Mick. Yeah. There's a, they said it was, or well, the media um, speculated a lot of it was because of their aging roster. Um I tend to agree with that in some ways, maybe a bit stale. Um, but yeah, what are your thoughts on the any, Roosters? Any player movements, Mick? Well, they've gained 
Adam Kieran from the Warriors, mm. who's a half center, mm. and Joseph Suwali, which was which was talked about yeah. massively. And they've lost Mitchell Orbison, Kyle Flanagan, Pawasa Farmasili, Ryan Hall, Christian Tuipilotu, and Sonny Bill Williams. Well, looking at who they've lost, they've basically lost a lot of fringe players other than Mitchell Orbison, so they've they've really got the same that they've really got the same roster. Yeah. And I know that um, uh, Boyd Cordner won't be playing for twelve weeks, but yeah. from where I sit, I don't think that's a bigger I mean, I know he's the leader, but I think they can cover that. Yeah, he was nowhere near his best last year. I think the Roosters last year, for whatever reason, um, didn't produce. My view on the Roosters is they've played a certain style for such a long time. I'm not questioning what um, Trent Robinson has done because he's the success has been, you know, unparalleled. But for them to continue to play the way that they do for so long, it's got to take its toll. And, you know, they've got a couple of ageing players, you know. Oh, there's more than a couple. Yeah, they've got Brett Morris, you've got... Um, Josh Morris. Josh Morris. Warrior Hargraves, isn't it? Hargraves, the, the hooker. Jake Friend, yeah. Jake Friend. Um, I mean, whether I'm willing to write them off, they, mm. I wouldn't do that because they're just such a successful club. Mm. Whether they improve on last year, I don't know. The jury's going to be out. You know, I'd like to see... The halfback, they've got a lot of raps on the Walker boy. Mm. Yep, and, Sam Walker. Um, they've got that young Adrian Lamb son, Lachlan Lamb. Mm. But I think the big thing is this Suwali. I mean, I've seen the highlights reel, but the highlights reel don't really tell us whether he's a first grader or not. He looks like he's got a lot of ability. But, yeah, I think the jury's going to be out on the Roosters. I, as it's I said, seven, I, I wouldn't write that. Yeah. I, I think in one way they'll improve because they'll have um, Victor Radley back. And Sam, Sam Verrill back as well, but did the ACL on the same night? Yeah, I don't think enough's been mentioned about how they basically hung Cole Flanagan out to dry. They basically told the kid after one year um, he wasn't good enough. You weren't good enough, and I, I find that really strange. I, I, and for a club that's as professional as the Roosters, you know, profess to be, was I, he Simon? Was he just warming the seat? for the Walker boy. Did they do that just to to get through season? Well, they had Lachlan Lamb there. They could have ran him for well, a year. Yeah, that's a fair I, It's a really strange decision. I, I agree with that. It is. And for them, for the Roosters to do that, you wouldn't expect them because they're such, no. they're such a professional club and they don't... It, it doesn't happen very often with them. Yeah. And now you're going to possibly throw a, a rookie half back into that equation. So how can you expect him? And what if... They don't make top four next year. Do we just we cast Sam Walker aside as well? Mm, that's mm. interesting. Mm. A lot of I, questions I, I, to be asked. I don't see them finishing higher than sixth at the moment. Wow. Judging on that roster. Just, yeah. yeah. But I think you made a, a really good point. Uh, Victor Radley was a, was a massive loss. Mm. I, I have to be honest, I didn't realise he was that good. And even the hooker. The yeah. hooker's going to put enormous pressure on, on Jake Friend. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to personally, I think he should be, if he's fit, he should be the starting hooker. Yeah. That's how good I think this kid is. Mm. But I think the exciting thing about if you're a Rooster supporter is obviously the hype with Suwali. Mm. I just hope that they don't blood him too early. If he's good enough, play 100%. Mm. But 
let's just I'll reserve <coughs> my judgment yeah uh, yeah I tend to agree yeah. sort of on the same like I don't see too much improvement or regression mm. same, same as with Parramatta um, seventh in 2020 was the Newcastle Knights mm, that's um, interesting. new coach last year Adam O'Brien um, made the semi-finals um, how long had they not made it previously? Since 2013. Since 2013. So got them back to the finals. Um, no one expected them to do too much once they were in the finals. And it they, turned out to be they didn't. fairly accurate. Um, in 2021, they've signed Bailey Hodgson from England. Dominic Young from England. Two, Sounds like two a soccer player. <laughs> Tyson Frizzell. Sawaso Sue and Jack Johns. And they've lost Aidan Guerra, Tim Glasby, Herman SS, Andrew McCulloch, Siani Matautia, Mason Lenor, Tautau Moga, and Tyron Roberts Davis. Jeez, that's a lot of experience they've mm. lost. Just with Newcastle, and I and I get that they made the semis last year and Last year was a really difficult and strange year. We all know yeah. that. But, you know, watching Newcastle play last year, I, I'm a real believer that they they actually played better football in 2019 for whatever reason that was. Mm. I think they got found out defensively, especially towards the back end of the year. Um, and their performance showed where they got, I think they got pummeled in the in the semifinals. Um, yeah. You know... The, the jury's out on, on Aidan O'Brien yet. It's all good. You know, they made the semis. But if you look at their roster and you go back even to last year and now, that is a top four to top 16. And for the the games and, the, and what they dished up last year towards the end of the year, that just wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest thing with them this year is the Mitchell Pearce saga. Yeah. yeah. You know, I... I firmly believe, and I'm not interested in what he's done off the field. That that is not our concern. But I've just got this feeling that he may have just he probably should have been let go because yeah. I think he it looked like towards the end of the year that he just needed a change. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I might be proven wrong. I don't know. You know, Tyson Frizzell's obviously a quality player. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if they needed strengthening in the forwards, to be honest. I, I, no. I'm, I'm looking maybe more outside backs, yeah. you know. They, they, I think they're thinking of playing Blake Green at 5'8", who's 36 years old. Coming, coming off, off of ACL. Coming off of ACL. You know, whether there's going to be improvement, I'm not sure. I think, personally, uh, the Mitchell Pearce incident... Um, you can't underestimate the effect that's going to have on the playing group because obviously the people involved are friends with, you know, a particular person. Yeah. So that, that, if that fractures the playing group, that's going to end in disaster. My other thing is they just have never settled on a six yet. I mean, they've tried Caelan Ponga there, Mason Lino's had a go there, Kurt Mann's had a go there, and all of them have been... Connor Watson. Connor Watson. All of them have been reasonably unsuccessful. And... Yeah, as Jeff said, the squad is a talented one, but yeah, I think there's issues underlying at Newcastle that I don't think they're going to fix in one season. Thoughts on on the Adam O'Brien 
racist scenario. Obviously, we don't know oh, the story. I mean, but <laughs> a, it's, it's his first year Maybe in coaching, and he came with a lot of hype because he's he's come from the Craig Bellamy yeah. School of Coaching. Yeah. I think, and we learnt last year that you know. Not everything works with certain players, the ranting and the raving. You know, uh, it's his first year. I'm, you know, I'm willing to give the bloke an opportunity to see how he goes. He's got that year of experience. Whether he's up to it or not, I don't know. Simon's stressed the fact about the Mitchell Pierce again. You know, that, that, that could be massive for them because if there is any fracture within that club, they'll just collapse. Yeah. And it, because he's such an integral part of what they do yeah, cool. at, at halfback, you know, it, it could it could go either way. Yeah. You know, whether they improve or not, I don't know. I don't, personally, my view is I don't think they'll make the eight. Yeah. I just, you know, Caelan Pong is super talented, but for me, he's just a little bit too hit and miss. We need to see a bit more consistency in his play. I agree. Um, so, yeah, yeah. That's Newcastle. Yeah. Um, eighth in 2020 was Cronulla. Um, mm. Even more so than the New- than the Newcastle Knights. Um, where a lot of people were surprised they even made the eight. Yeah. Obviously, there was that, that game towards the end of the year where they beat the Warriors. And that was almost going to decide who got mm. that eighth position. Cronulla ended up winning. Um, but... Yeah, they were. There were some media reports saying they were the worst ever team to make the finals. Um, That's a tough call. I, I think not enough was made of John Morris's achievement of getting that side to the eight. Yeah, That's I, a really I, I tend to call. agree. As a rookie coach, I thought that was great. And I think with the players, Michael will go through the ins and outs, but he had a lot to deal with last year. And, of course he did. You yeah, know, of course. He he inherited a club where. You know, they back-ended contracts and, yeah. you know, we talk about ageing rosters and, mm. you know, I know players play longer now mm. in rugby league, but you've got to be able to pay to a certain level. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're talking about, you know, Matt Moylan hasn't given value for money at all. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Aaron Woods is towards the end of his career. Okay. Josh Dugan, you know, you don't know what you get with Josh Dugan. Admittedly, he did play well last year, mm. but whether he can... Do that again this year, I don't know. Um, Andrew Fafita was nowhere near as good as he was previous season. So yeah. they've got, I think Sean there's more, Johnson. Sean Johnson, you know, played really well in patches. Yeah. But I think there's more questions than answers with Cronulla at the moment, especially yeah. with the, you know, everything surrounding the coaching and the, yeah. the, the Shane Flanagan, which I'm getting sick of. Yeah. You know, John Morris has done a pretty good job yeah, considering it. I mean, two years as a supporter, I take that any day of the week. Mm. You know, so, mm. you know, what are their ins and outs, Michael, for, um, for next year? So, they've got Luke Metcalf, a young fullback half from the Sea Eagles. Yeah. Um, and Aidan Tolman from the Bulldogs. Mm, that's an interesting one, isn't it? I, you know, Aidan Tolman... He's was just the, a worker. Yeah, that's 33, all. 34 years yeah. old. See, I, I, I'm trying to get my head around that. and you know, as, need another ageing prop. You know, as good as he's been yeah. for Canterbury, he's a, he's a toiler, he's an honest mm. worker, but, you know, I'm just... I'm, I'm a bit confused by that. Yeah. yeah. When, you, when you look at every team, you have to look at... I mean, we all presume that they play to the same salary cap, okay? You have to take into account the output of what every player brings to your team. Yeah, and 
you know, we, we all say it as fans, oh, just give him 700000 and, you know, sign him. But you, you can't actually do that. And, I mean, the Sharks have got Dugan, Moylan, Fafida, Woods and Johnson. Johnson, five players who basically take up half of their salary cap. I reckon it would actually be more Simon. Well, yeah. Wade Graham wouldn't be cheap. Wade Graham. So that's six players who basically take up half or a little bit more than half of your salary cap. Now, you look at the output, you, you look at what those players give you every week. If you're on in excess of $600,000 a year, you have to give an 8, 9, or 10 out of 10 every week. They're not giving value for money. They're not giving value for money. No. They're not. No. I agree with that. The recruitment and the retention has been poor at Cronulla, and that's why I take my hat off to John Morris because I think he's done a, an awesome job. But not only that, he's got, with, with a, a cap mess, he debuted uh, Royce Hunt. The other got. Sefa Talakai. Sefa Talakai. Seven, there was seven, it was actually yeah. seven or eight players. And yeah. they've got some good, you're right, the, they've got some good players coming through. The development of that Braden Hanlon Ueli, who's yeah. now a Kiwi Test player. John Morris doesn't get they, anywhere near the credit he deserves. Would you agree they've got a lot of hard decisions to make this year, Cronulla? Yeah, of course. You know, around those dip, big, those big yeah. players. We say hard, I think they're easy. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I get what you're saying. Because if you look at the players that he debuted... A lot of them are first graders. Yep. Yeah. A lot of them are first graders. So, you know, they're going to have to make a choice. Mm. You know, we we need to move these blokes on. And we know what happens. If you don't make hard decisions, mm. right, you end up losing all this talent. Yeah. Because these blokes want to play first grade. That's right. Yeah, they, they've... The losses aren't aren't very notable either. They've lost Cameron King, Jason Kuya, Scott Sorensen and Bryson Goodwin. So... Fringe players. Fringe players, and none of them stand out, as do the the ends, so we can assume they'll probably be around that same position, unless other teams improve. Mm. Um, I think it all depends, too, on on what type of decisions they make during the season, because if they say to a few of these players that we mentioned, guys, you're moving on, you know, that could cause a bit of a fracture, Mm. just depending, you know, on where their mindset is. Yeah. Um, whether they can make the eight, I don't know. I don't think they can. I don't have them in my eight this year. No, neither do I. One thing Jeff mentioned in the last podcast about coaches who coach for today and coaches who coach for tomorrow, with all this speculation about John Morris and you know he's under pressure and maybe Shane Flanagan will get the um, get given the job again. If they get off to a slow start, does John Morris try and play it safe and just pick the the 31-year-olds and just try and yeah. be 4-4 four and four or 5-5 five and five after 10 rounds? I don't think he does. Yeah, and I think it's unfair to, to have right. to coach that way. No, well, you're right. I don't think I don't think he will. Yeah. Because last year he put his faith into a lot of blokes, yeah. uh, a lot of young guys, and I just think for his development, mm. right, and what he's achieved, I think he'll continue to give these young blokes. Because, look... He's got these players on big salaries. He's going to have to pick them probably at the start of the year. If they don't deliver, he's got no choice but to do it. So, you know, time will tell yet again. I think I'd just like to mention as well, the way Shane Flanagan has come out in the media recently and um, sort of just put his name out there that he's going to Mm. return to coaching, Mm. it's actually disgusting. (laughs) And... Jeez, that's a pretty tough... Don't get me wrong, I actually agree with you, Michael. He just came across as the most arrogant person 
he's saying um, don't not exact quotes but just came across yeah it's always going to happen because I'm a premiership winner um, yeah I'm a great coach um, you got to back yourself but and then I read as well that um, certain Sharks power brokers um, gave him a spray about it mm. which my view is not. Michael that I don't think he'll go to Cronulla mm. because from what I'm hearing there are certain people at that club that don't want him there. Yeah. And after what he's done, yeah, he, he won them in premiership. Great. Mm. You know, sensational achievement. But he left that club in a mess. Mm. Yeah. Along with a few other people. It wasn't just his fault, yeah. but I think it'd be a very bad move on behalf of Cronulla to actually go back. Yeah. Well, he won him a comp, but peptide scandal, salary cap scandal. Goes, yep, yeah, yeah. hand in hand. Uh, Speak in mind, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> So, the team came ninth in 2020. It was the Gold Coast Titans. Oh, you well, sure? It was the West Tigers. No, no, no. Thank God. <laughs> um, they've notably had one of the biggest recruitment drives um, for a long while. So, they've, they've brought in uh, Tino Fasua Malawi from the Storm. Herman S.A.S.A. from the Knights. David You've Fieger. practiced these words, haven't you? These names, <laughs> haven't you, Michael? Nah. You nah. can tell he just loves it. Yeah, um, David Fafida, Patrick Herbert from the Warriors, and Sam McIntyre from the Tigers. Mm. And they've lost Jai Arrow, Shannon Boyd, Ryan James, Young Tonomapia, Bryce Cartwright, Keegan Hipgrave, Dale Copley, Nathan Peets, and Tyrone Roberts. I'll, I'll start with their losses, more mm-hmm. the people that have left. It's a lot of experience. A lot of experience, but they are players they wanted to let go. Yeah. Except maybe for Joy Arrow, because they obviously couldn't match what the West, uh, what uh, Souths offered him. Yeah. But if you go through every other player there, they are players that I don't think the Titans wanted to keep, and wanted, they yeah, probably wanted them to move on. If if we look at the the back end of last year, mm-hmm. now. I know it's easier to play some open free-flowing football when you've got nothing to play for, right? And they just missed the semis. But if we look at the last five or six rounds, they were probably the most exciting team that I wanted to watch. Yep. Um, And the way they played. And I'm hoping, right, because I've got a bit of a rap on this Justin Holbrook. Mm -hmm. I think he can coach. And I just think the players that they've bought, obviously they're high-profile I think they are going to be massive improvers. And I'm not saying anything that nobody already knows. Yeah. But I just think the, the, the players that they've brought in, they're going to add a lot to what they've already got because they've got some really good, young, talented players. Yeah. And um, just see how we... Yeah, I, I've got them in my eight, just probably on the fringe. Yeah, yeah, I've got them on the fringe of my eight. And I think as well, um, we all saw what AJ Brimson could do in the Origin series. Yeah, I think he's going to take it, Michael. I think he's going to take a lot of confidence out of that. Yeah, me too. And he, people forget, he missed around half the year with a back injury. Came back second half of the year. Was one of the form fullbacks in the comp. Yeah, made his Origin debut off the back of it. I think he will be the the breakout fullback like the Pappenhausen. Of, of 2021. I'm with you 100%. Yeah. I, you know, Ash Taylor, I, I thought Ash Taylor was was static, obviously, for, for a couple of seasons there, but I just think 
with the forwards they've got, mm. um, I just think he's going to go to another level. Simon, mm. thoughts? I thought he played well this uh, year. I, I still think the jury's well and truly out on Ash Taylor. If he's, is he a top four halfback? I don't know. Well, I'm, money tells I'm us sure. that he is. He should yeah. be. Yeah, I he, don't think he's there yet. No, no, and they, You know, they're, they're but he, I thought I thought he played well with Jamal Fogarty easing the load. I thought he improved last year. Yeah, and you can tell by the signing of Tino and Herman Essayer and Fafita, they're going to play. Can you say Tino's last name? No, I'll leave that to the <laughs> expert. But um, obviously, they're going to play a power game. Um, who will their dummy half be? Mitrain. Yeah, well, Mitch, so Mitrain was so, actually quite good last I, year. He is, but. Is he a better option than Nathan Peets? Yes. Yes, but is that saying a lot? No, no, no. What I'm saying is, if that's the only option they've got, I'm sure they've got a couple of young boys coming through, but they need that experience around that dummy half area. So we all talk about, and, and forwards win matches, we know that, but the spine is very important too. You're, you're one, you're six, you're seven, you're nine. So their spine will be AJ Brimson, Ash Taylor, Ash Taylor Jamal, Jamal Fogarty, and Mitch Rain. Sorry, that's not a top four spawn. Okay. And I think that spine may sneak into the eight, but I don't see the tight. Are you taking are you taking into consideration what they did towards the end of last year's one? Because really, they were probably the form side. Yeah, I agree with that. They were the form side, but you've got to think in a, a COVID competition, the eight was decided pretty early because just the way the competition went yeah. there were a lot of teams that were playing for very yeah. little in yeah. that and I understand they won games and it, it was it was a better season for the Titans but they had some improving to do because they were anchored at the bottom for a few no years no question about that and, and they've done something about it you know yeah. they've gone into the market yeah. they've bought players where they think they're going to improve and I think they will yeah right but they've still got to produce you've got to yeah. as you said you've got to get value for money yeah so yeah. I think 2021 is going to see a lot of teams improve and only a few slide. So it'll be interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's building up to be a good comp. Yeah. I a think, good season. I think, and as, as I said, I mean, we haven't been through all the teams, but I think it's going to probably be the most even competition we've seen in a long yeah. time. Yeah. Because the talent is starting to get spread more evenly across yeah. the board. Yeah. Which is what you want. Absolutely. I think a lot of it will come down to coaching in the end. Yeah, that's another topic for another day. <laughs> okay, 10th in 2020, Warriors. Um, similar to the Titans, another massive recruitment drive. Um, so they've bought Ben Murdoch Masilla, Kane Evans, Ewan Aitken, Adam Fanua Blake, uh, Sean O'Sullivan, Fringy from the Broncos, Marcelo Montoya, and Bailey Cyrano. So they've strengthened their forward pack. I think from what I can see there, I, I, I think what they've done is they've decided, and they should have done this a long time ago, they've started to get more of the Aussie flavour into that club. because what they, And that's no disrespect to the Polynesians because some of them are just absolute stars. But you need to have that mix. You know, they've got Kane Evans who's played a lot of first grade, you know, for, for Parramatta, for the Roosters, they got you and Aiken, which I think is a fairly good signing, mm. right? If he learns how to pass the footy, <laughs> um, you know. Apparently, Ben Murdoch Masilla's been killing him overseas. Yeah. You know, Bailey Sirinan's on the cusp of playing first grade. Mm. You know, I think their biggest signings, obviously, the coach, 
Um, mm. Nathan Brown has had two stints, and we know the history, you know, with St George and, and with Newcastle. He's renowned for developing young talent. But he'd be the first to admit that this is probably his last chance as a first-grade coach. Um, it's a massive task. Massive task with the Warriors. I mean, you know, we talk about untapped potential. Um, we've seen that for years and years. Mm. I think, and this is an unbiased view, I think they're the big improvers of 2021 mm. because of the players that they've brought and the mix that it brings, mm. you know. And being Roger two of us Sheks last year, mm. I just think it might bring something out in them. Yeah. The thing with the Warriors, you just never know what you're going to get. Um, the only consistent thing about the Warriors is their inconsistency. I mean, so you, true. you would you would give up trying to pick them, like just week to week, you just don't know. Do you think they were better last year? Simon? Yeah, I do. I really think. I think they're on the cusp of doing something really good, and I'm glad Nathan Brown is the coach. I think. He's although I, I admire what Todd Payton did, um, I'm I'm really excited for Nathan Brown because he does work well with young teams and he's not someone who's scared to develop young players. I think he'll he'll lay it all on the line and, and do what he thinks is best for the club. And he's already started by telling four or five of them that they can't participate in the the Maori versus Indigenous All Stars game. It was probably unpopular, but Club comes first, and I, I respect him for it. I think, I think with the decision for them to be based at Terrigal, and they know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, we're not too sure. I mean, things might change, but I think with that being based at Terrigal, and they know at the start of the season this is where we're at. I think that's going to be a massive plus for them. Yeah, you know, because last year we know that their family wasn't with them, and. I think they just seem to be a bit more settled. Mm. I mean, you know, I'd love to see them. I'd love to see the, um, yeah. you know, the talent start to emerge and the promise that we've been, you know, yeah. that we've seen for a long time. So it'll be interesting. What do you make of the Phil Gould appointment? It's interesting, isn't it? Well, Phil Gould, <clears throat> we can never question his knowledge of rugby league. History tells us that Phil Gould is a control freak. He's even admitted it. Um, He's had a falling out with a lot of people. He had a falling out with Anthony Griffin. We know that. He had a falling out with um, Ivan Cleary. We know that. Ivan Cleary didn't want him there the second time of his second coming. Um, He had a bit of a falling out. Yeah, you're right. Um, He tried to get Wayne Bennett to Penrith. I just think Phil Gould needs to do the job that he's been employed to do and not get involved. Mm. Phil Gould is not a coach anymore. And I'm not... Questioning his credentials, we can't. He's know. just an advisor. Yeah, he, he, he's won two premierships, he's won State of Origin, but you know what? Let it be. Hmm. You know, if you're employed to be a consultant or if you're employed to be an advisor, just do that. Hmm. And I'm sure, you know, Nathan Brown is not naive enough to think that, you know, that he can't bounce ideas off him, but only give your view when you're asked. Hmm. You know, so, yeah, that'll play out. I, personally, I don't think he will because hopefully he's learnt his lessons mm. from the past. Mm. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Mm. I also think it can't be understated what they did last year with all the drama around them, 
where they were based. Um, and yeah, I see, that's think, the unknown. You're right, Michael. That, yeah. that is the unknown because, mm. you know, of, of what happened. You know, are they going to be able to do it again? Mm. You know, so... Well, I think the signing of Adam Fenor Blake helps massively because he's, he's someone who is consistently one of the top props in the game. Well, they said that... Uh, I think they rated him with Papali as one of the top front rowers in the competition. Yeah, he's, he's one of the best. He's I mean, I'd take him any day of the week. He's yeah. an enforcer. Oh, no question. Mm. All right. 11th. Um, got our bunch. The Mighty West Tigers. I'm not going to let you guys talk about the West Tigers um, because no, there's going to be a bit of passion. There's going to be a bit of anger. There's, be a nosebleed. Yeah, there could be a nosebleed. <laughs> I've got a lot to say. Okay. So they've signed James Roberts, Stefano Toikomanu, James Tamo, Joe Offahengawe, uh, Tuki Simpkins, Young Baccarol from the Cowboys, and Dane Laurie. Mm-hmm. And they've let go. Chris Lawrence, Chris McQueen, Robert Jennings, Matt Eisenhuth, Harry Grant's gone back to the storm, Sam McIntyre, Josh Alloyer, Josh Reynolds, Elijah Taylor, Benji Marshall, and Paul Momorowski. Okay. I'll start. No, I'm not going to let you start. <laughs> I just want to say, I'll, I just want to say one thing. Mm-hmm. I mentioned with the Gold Coast <clears throat> that they've let players go that they've wanted to. Mm-hmm. I would say there's only one, maybe two players that the Tigers wanted to keep, and obviously Harry Grant was one of them. Yeah, and Josh Alloway. And Josh Alloway. Mm-hmm. The rest, I don't think the Tigers wanted there, no. Simon. Okay. Um, yeah, that's a fair call. <clears throat> Personally, I think the signing of James Roberts is huge for us. Uh, he looks to be in really, really good condition. Uh, he's... His headspace looks good. So that's a great signing because we lacked strike last year. Basically, any team that scored 20 points against us was going to win because we just didn't have enough points in us. I'll actually call Joey Leilua a new signing because he's lost 13 kilos. Uh, If you look at the footage of him from last year to how he is now training, it's a different person. I don't think we've ever seen Joey Leilua look like this before. So I'm, I, I'm now excited that we have strike on both sides. Uh, you have David Nofaluma, who was almost the leading try scorer last year. He was the player. Of, he, he was the yeah. Tigers' yeah. best yeah. player last year. Yeah, agree. Uh, granted, we're, we've lost Harry Grant, who I think carried us basically last year, and we've lost Josh Elliott. But I'm I'm wrapped with the signing of James Tarmel just for the professionalism that he brings. I think Joe Offengawi will add a lot to us. Uh, I think the players we've brought in um, will complement the side. I think overall it's a better squad than it was in 2020. I'm, I think Dane Laurie will be an exciting buy at fullback. I'm excited to see Adam Dewey uh, grab the six jersey. My concern is still Luke Brooks. He's going into his eighth season wow. of NRL. Uh, hasn't guided this team to a, a, a semi-final series. And we've said before, well, Benji's gone now, so he'll own the team. And Robbie's gone now, so he'll own the team. Mitchell Moses has gone now, so he'll own the side. He's never owned the side. He's never dominated games. Can I ask you something, Simon? Yeah. They've put eight years of hard work into, into Luke Brooks. Mm-hmm. Right. That would be over 150 first-grade games. It is. Okay. 
I cannot remember him as a halfback who runs the footy team. I cannot remember him actually guiding the West Tigers single-handedly to a victory. And I don't expect that from a halfback every week. Mm. But what I do expect is I expect a halfback to be able to dominate on more occasions than not. Correct. Do we draw a line in the sand and say, okay, I mean, because we've drawn that many lines with him over the years, Mm. do we say to ourselves, okay, enough is enough. This is your opportunity, Mm. right? You're on your last chance. If you don't perform, we're going to find somebody else that will. Well, I I think Madge uh, last year was the first time Luke Brooks has ever been dropped. And Madge showed his hand by... Putting him on the bench. By putting him on the bench. And, you know, as we say, eight seasons of NRL, we, we've spoken about this kid when he was coming through. He's, oh, he's the next Andrew Johns. Is it? Well, after eight years, and we keep talking about the potential of Luke Brooks, after eight years, potential is just talent that's not getting okay. used. That's a really good point, right? And if the guy's there, it's up to the coaches and the selectors to pick him. And they continue to pick him. So do we, I mean, obviously he's not performing. So we've got to say to ourselves, right, are the coaches picking the right plays in the right positions, right? You're right. He doesn't have Robbie. He doesn't have Benji. This is a massive opportunity for him. You mentioned that you were excited about Adam Dewey at at 5'8". My opinion on Adam Dewey is I think he's a talent. I think he's a a star in the making. Personally, I don't think he's a 5'8". And people ask me that. People ask me why. I just think with his body size and how tall he is, I just think he might be a bit big for 5'8". I might be wrong. Mm. I just think he's really suited. He reminds me a lot of... Because he's really good on his feet. Mm. He reminds me a lot of um, of Mark Asnia. Mm. Right? He's I, deceptively I, strong. Yeah. Mm. I, I, I just want to see him. I love seeing him one-on-one. And I just think at 5'8", there's too much defence around him. But again, I might be proven wrong. But I, I just think that he's more of a centre. I'd love to see him one-on-one. Because you're right, he is deceptively strong. You know, he's got a bit of a, he's got really good footwork. But look, he might be the answer to, to Luke Brooks on it. Mm. We don't know. But one thing the West Tigers have done is that uh, they've strengthened some positions they needed to be strengthened. Yeah. You know, they've got some young players that Blake, Michael, it's your turn. Stefan. Yeah, Stefano. Stefano. Apparently, he's got some wraps on him. Mm. You know, J- Joe and Gowie needed a, a change. Yeah. Mm. You know, obviously, Harry Grant's a massive loss. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I said to Simon a couple of weeks ago, and he, he tended to disagree, I, I think they're morals to make the eight. I really do. I just think, mm. you know, with with, Jane Rob, uh, with James Roberts, with Lachia, uh, Luciano Leilua, mm. you know, Joey Leilua, you know, losing all that weight, I, I just think that, you know, it's going to awaken the beast. Yeah. I assume that if everything goes well... If Don't you, you dare if, say ninth. No, no. If injuries are kind, I think they can go probably seventh or eighth. But pencil them in for seventh to tenth. That's my Yeah. And I'm hope, happy to be proven wrong. I think um, I've got them around that seventh to eighth spot as well. Um, I see, because they've gotten a lot of criticism over the off-season, um, letting Benji go, whatever you think of that. I just think I understand um, 
the people that are critical of the Tigers and their recruitment because I think if I was looking, um, if I wasn't a Tigers fan, I could see why people would think, because you could say James Roberts, maybe his career is never going to get to the heights it once was. James Tarmo's ageing. Joe Fangel, who was James pretty Tarmo, poor last the, year. James Tarmo mm. is the perfect signing for the West That's Coast. what I agree. I just want to say one thing before we get on to another club. I think with the West Tigers, with, with the history of what's happened with the West Tigers over the last decade. 10 or 12, last decade, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think if any club needed stability, it's them. If they continue to chop and change coaches, mm. right, they've put their faith in Michael Maguire, mm. which I think is a good move. Mm. But if they continue to go down the path of chopping and changing and having that, you know, boardroom dramas, you know, coaches coming and going, enough's enough. Yeah. This is the time for them to stand up mm. and to show us what type of club they are. Yeah. I, I think the line in the sand was drawn with the they're walking on eggshells comment that hmm. got leaked to the media, obviously by a player, and it backfired because, you know, oh, but we're walking on eggshells. But you've been an underachieving team for a decade. You're not the Melbourne Storm. The coach is the coach. You Listen are, to what oh. he says. And if, you, and if you're not prepared to get on board with him, see you later. Because as you keep saying, Jeff, and as me and Michael live through every week, every year, the fans aren't going to accept this anymore, this underachieving anymore. There was a line in the sand, and when the club sided with Maguire, I think that was the moment that hopefully the players realised, well, you know, close enough isn't good enough anymore. And I think, Simon, history tells us that the players have had a lot of say at the West Tigers for a yeah. number of years, yeah. probably too much. You know, we don't know the ins and outs. I mean, you know, we... We're supporters, and you know, like everybody else, we hear stuff, and we're in a little bit of a better position because we know a few people mm. around the club, so mm. so we hear things. But you know, I think it's the time. I think it's their time, yeah. I, and I, I really hope, for your sake, because mm. you guys are West Tigers supporters, that you guys, mm. you know, get the success. Mm. And like you said, you think it's their time. It has to be their time. It just has to be. Yeah. Anyway, is that it, Michael? No. Got one more. One more team. Oh, don't tell me. It's <laughs> Let me guess. The Saints. Um, the Saints finished twelfth in twenty twenty. Uh, I'm glad you didn't say fifth last or fourth last, Michael. You trying to be um, you trying to be nice? <laughs> so, not as big of a. Um, recruitment drive or, or or much loss well they've got a few experience losses actually um, they've brought in Pawasa Farmasili from the Roosters fringe fringe prop Jack, very very good player yeah, yeah actually right Jack Bird yep. um, and Daniel Alvaro yeah losses um, Tyson Frizzell mm-hmm. Ewan Aitken mm-hmm. James Graham Jacob Host, Corbin Sims, Jason Saab, uh, Tristan Saylor, and Joe Lovadour. And obviously they've lost Cameron McInnes because he's done his ACL, unfortunately. I'll go first on St. George. Mm. Um, oh, this will hurt. <laughs> nah. 
as you said, they've only signed Famasili, Daniel Alvaro. Famasili did do a great job yeah. on loan for the Warriors, I and think, as well. Jack Bird. Now, a lot of people and a, lot, a, lot, a few St. George supporters have said they've sort of laughed and scoffed at the signing of Jack Bird. I'll, I'll say this. Jack Bird, who reportedly the Dragons are only paying, I think, 400000 for this year. I put him and James Roberts signing at the West Tigers. They both could be the signings <laughs> of 2021. Jack Bird is worth a punt. And I know he's had his injury concerns. The time at Brisbane wasn't successful. But who has gone to Brisbane in the last two, three years and been successful? Fair point. He's 20, very, very 25. Yeah, he's 25. He did his ACL at training. It's not persistent, Hammy. It's not persistent. He just did a, an injury that, that tore apart his season. Um, I, I think he'll add a lot to St. George. Player turnover isn't enormous, but they've signed a new coach who generally when you sign a new coach, you get a bit of a bounce. The thing with Griffin is... And St. George have put so much of their cap into Ben Hunt and Corey Norman, and they have underperformed uh, for the last two, three seasons. They have underperformed. But I will say this, Anthony Griffin coached those boys in the under-20s and graded them and debuted them at the Broncos. So he does have a connection to them. Um, I think he'll get the best out of Ben Hunt and Corey Norman. Whether that's going to justify their, their price tag, I don't know. But I see St. George improving this year. A lot of people think, you know, they're, they're favourites for the spoon. I disagree. I actually think they'll go a bit better. Thank you for your kind words. <laughs> it's honest. I just... When, when the coaching conjecture came up with Paul McGregor at the start of last year, I said to a few people that with all the coaches that were on the market... I, I really hope they would get Anthony Griffin. The reason being is I just... People under, underestimated his success that he had at Penrith and and we know how that ended at Brisbane. He's he's coached, I think, for 10 years and made the 77 out of those 10 years. Hmm. I mean, he, he hasn't won a premiership, but at Penrith he developed a lot of juniors that have gone on to play first grade. And I think one of the reasons that St George signed him was he's got that hard edge, which is St. George has been missing. You went through their, their, their outs. There's probably one, maybe two of those players that Saints wanted to keep. Obviously, Tyson Frizzell. And you can't keep everybody. And, you know, Tyson's probably... Whilst he's been outstanding for us, mm-hmm. there's no question. He's probably towards the end of his career yeah. than, than at the start. Um, obviously, Cameron McGuinness is a massive loss, but mm-hmm. you know, is Cameron McGuinness a six hundred thousand dollar a year player? My answer to that is no. Right? Whilst well, I, he's... I disagree with that. Okay. I think, I think there's Cameron Smith, Harry Grant, and then Cameron McGuinness. Okay. My question to you then, Simon, is okay. If Saints were to outlay six hundred thousand, and it's a shame that he's done his ACL, mm. which meant that he's he's played his last game. Yeah. I, I think the way that St. George looked at it was they didn't want to put all their eggs in one basket, which is what they've done in the past. Mm. Did, do they take the risk of putting that money into one player or do they take the risk of losing players like, you know, who, who debuted last year, Max Fengai, yeah. Jaden Sullivan, yeah. Cody Ramsey, who I think 
are first grade footballers. Correct. You know, unfortunately, Paul McGregor was in a situation where he was, dare I say, coaching for his career. His career. Yeah. And he put his faith into a lot of the senior players and they didn't perform. Right. And we saw a, a glimpse of the future of St. George with these young blokes. You know, and there's a lot more coming through. Mm. You know, Saints, and I hate using this term, but they're in a, a little bit of a rebuilding phase. Yeah. They're a little bit yeah. lucky in the sense they've got some experience around that. Mm. But I just think with a coach like Anthony Griffin, mm. I just think, I agree with Simon, I think they're going to improve. Mm. Whether that's enough to make the eight, I don't know. Mm. Everything, and I think everything that they do will hinge on Ben Hunt, yeah. And, yeah, and Corey Norman. Yeah, because not only are the are they the two highest profile players, but they, they're the two that handle the ball the most. Correct, of course. You know, so look, as a St George supporter, I, I want as much success as I can get, but we need to be a little bit patient. Yeah, I, I think even the loss of Tyson Frizzell, and he is a super player, and he's one of the first players picked for Origin every year and for Australia, and deservedly so. You won't meet a more wholehearted player than Tyson Frizzell. But as you said, Tyson Frizzell has played hard, tough football for almost 10 years in the NRL. Is he 29 or 30? It's got to take its toll, Simon. It does, but is giving him a 30-year-old... He's 29. He's 29. Giving Tyson Frizzell six or $700,000, which he deserves, St. George offering him another three-year contract at that money... It's not what they need it right now. It doesn't make business because sense. Because I don't think he's going to be worth that when he's 32. You're, it's not good business no. sense. No, and, and a 32-year-old Tyson Frizzell isn't going to help St. George up the ladder. But Jaden Sullivan, Cody Ramsey, I, I think they were... Uh, we saw a trial uh, last night. It was, it was, it was a, young, a younger sort of a trial, more reserve grade, an under-20s trial. These Fianglo brothers... Uh, Rod Wishart's young son at dummy half looked terrific. There's a, a fullback, and Tyrell Sloan. That's St. George's future, and that's Anthony Griffin's future. I'm, I'm going to make a call, and I'm, I'm either going to look like an idiot or a genius. There are two players at St. George that I've got enormous reps on. One of them is Josh Kerr, who I think is going to play State of Origin football. Yeah, well, he was, he was and, 18th and 19th man last year. Kate Ellis yep. is untapped. Yeah. He needs to place a bit more first rate because I've got an enormous rap on him. I'll give you another one. Someone I watched the end of 2019 and 20, I've really got a lot of time for is Jackson Ford. There's no question. I, I think he's a... People coach. were questioning why they let Jacob Host go. Mm. There's your answer. Yeah. Jackson Ford. You know, he's got a bit of skill about him. And mm. Look, there's a lot of upside and I know it's hard for St George supporters mm. to, to, to cop because we haven't had that success since 2010 mm. but it's the dawn of, you know, dawn of a new era. Yeah. And I, I think, as a St. George fan, I think anywhere between 8th and 12th is where you're aiming at. I'm glad you can say 9th, Simon. Well, no, because yeah. I, I think no. if, if Anthony Griffin can unlock Hunt and Norman, yep. I on their day... You couldn't know, agree yeah. with you more. Well, you know? if, you, if, you, if you unlock them, you've got so much potential. I would yeah. say Zach Lomax is an elite yeah. centre, he and, and he's 21 years old. Yeah. We've got some. We've got a really, really good future. And again, yeah. for all those St George supporters out there, we, we need to understand why you can't keep everybody. That's right. But you would rather put your money into some developing players, yeah. right, than 
some of the ageing players. Well, I'll say this. If Brad Fittler would have picked Zach Lomax for Game 3, New South Wales wins origin. Great call. Yeah. I'll continue saying that. All right. That's the, that's the end of the teams that came 5th to 12th in 2020. Um, we're going to continue with the, the rest of the teams in the next episode. Um, so for now, uh, we're done. Game Changers podcast, fans' perspective on rugby league. Um, Jeff, Simon. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks again soon. Bye.